Thanks for waiting around. No worries. Everybody, it's Andrew Davis from Toon Talk Radio. Remember, if you want to catch the show tonight, it's www.toontalk.co.uk. And if you want to listen to the show on any handheld device, just go to www.novaradio.co.uk. And you can, on the Google Play, you can listen back to us whenever you wish, and the previous shows as well. Uh, remember to call the show at 0191-538-9781, in which you get live into the studio. Well, we're going to talk about all about UCAS United's uh, great victory yesterday against Arsenal. We'll talk a little bit about Sunderland's uh, imminent demise into League One, uh, which I'm sure for Sunderland fans it's a horrendous time they're going through. And obviously possibly with the, the fact that the club may be getting sold in the near future. They're joining Newcastle United on that one. Who knows how that's going to pan out. Well, I'm going to bring in my first guest this evening, and that's Damien Spellman, a regular guest on the show at the Press, Association, Press Association's North East Sports Reporter. Good evening, Damien. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Andrew. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Well, I must admit, when... Um, when you showed me all the pictures yesterday of being so warm and uh, lovely, and I I was at work and I could feel that wind biting into me. It didn't. It it looked okay, um, but when it comes to the Newcastle, uh, they give us some sunshine football, especially in the second half. They certainly did. I mean, it's it's a game that I must admit, in advance, I fancied them to win, but I wasn't convinced mm-hmm. by half time because I thought Arsenal were very good in the first half and. Newcastle were hanging on a little bit, albeit having got themselves uh, back into the game. But second half, I just thought they were superbly well organised, uh, done what they've done for the last few months and scrapped the way to a really good and well-deserved victory. I think um, a lot of people, a lot of the, the column inches anyway, have been talking about the fact that would Soleimani start? And I must admit, uh, I, I think I knew. I thought, well, he's not going to, he's not going to change it, a winning team because he's done it for the last three games and it's it's worked out quite well. Um, but I, I must admit, he, he was on he was on the pitch um, exactly as I thought it would be, 60 minutes, and then he makes the change, which is even more bizarre that I actually got something right. But um, I must admit, when you that the, the ball that John Joe Chevy played to him. Um, normally, you get you, you get worried about the fact that it's, it goes right down um, to you know right down to the defender. But the, the game plan, obviously, even though we didn't play well the first half, um, the game plan to get it to him wide, bring in other players. You know, watching watching Arsenal play in, in the first half, I must admit they seemed really at it, didn't they? And I think they surprised Newcastle. I think they did. I think what they did very well was Newcastle have been very 
very well organised in the last few games and had the rigid, you know, two ranks of four and then Perez dropping in and, and Gale dropping in as well when he needs to. But Arsenal played between the lines and I thought El Nenny and Iwobi were really good first half. Just just getting in, in into the spaces there and, and they didn't know the, the Newcastle defenders didn't go, want, know whether to go to to try to to, to you know um, to try to confront them there or to just hold hold the, the line at the back and I think Arsenal exploited that in the first half uh, but I think it was clear that at half time Rafa had had a, a, a good word and and sort of regalvanised them and I thought that they were significantly better second half I thought that I thought they were a bit higher up the pitch as well um, which they intended to do but I think you know, I think you make a good point about Shelby I thought Shelby's distribution was superb yesterday but what he was doing he was trying to get the the Arsenal defence turned and I think mm-hmm. Rafa had sort of rationalised that perhaps Holding and Mustafi might might be a little less comfortable if they were running back towards their own goal and you know Dwight Gale hasn't had a lot of praise at times this season but he just ran his socks off yesterday to, to keep them turned and I think that, that resulted in the the, the equaliser for Perez it was it was Gale's foraging that uh, that set that up before Yedlin put the ball in so I think you know for for all Newcastle didn't play particularly well in the first half they kept themselves in it and gave themselves a platform to go on and, and win a game which you know it's just you know, on on top of the Man United game, just would give them so much confidence. You know, going into the final five games of the season. I think the one player that seems to divide opinion on Tyneside is Perez, and I must admit, for for weeks on end, that you watch him play, and you you, you feel like this. You feel like that you can't find, always believe there's something in there, but because of the East slight frame, um, he, he gets you know he does get bundled off the ball quite easily, but. Um, this last couple of weeks, it's you know the, the the thing about Rafa is that maybe the players obviously respect him, they listen to him, but maybe it takes a while for a young man to be able to to understand the game. And um, I must admit, his his goal was sumptuous, wasn't it? I think probably the first time I've seen Yedlin hit the ball in straight away. Mm-hmm. Well. You could arguably say Perez is the only player in the in the squad who would score that goal. He, yeah. You know, he's got he's got that in his locker. He's he's got some lovely deft touches on it. But I think the thing is as well that that you have to acknowledge, and I don't think a lot of people have this season. Perez has been doing exactly what Benitez has been asking him to do, and I think that is most of his important work is done off the ball. He's taking runners away. He's, he's closing down defenders, and that's exactly what Benitez wants him to do. And I think, you know, it, it, that is a thankless task in many respects, and it's similar to what Dwight Gale's done a lot of the time. But but he has got to his game, and he's shown it in the last three games. He has got a goal in him, and he's one of those players who can nick you a goal in a really tight match. And I think Rafa Benitez has, has talked warmly about him for for quite a few months now, and and I think he's he's sort of got tangible rewards in the last three weeks, and the you know the fans have been able to 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 give him a, a bit of well deserved praise. Yeah, I did like uh, um, Rafa's um, uh, talk more or less to the fans at his at his press conference when he was saying you know if the fans are coming to enjoy it, blah blah, and he, he said I want them, I want them to come, I want them to enjoy, it, but I need them to be at it. You know, and that's, I think you can get a bit sucked in by the, the fact that, you know, we're, I think when we got to 38 points, people still say, you know, we're safe. Mm-hmm. But I must admit, four games ago, would anybody have really said Newcastle would win four on the bounce? And, yeah. you know, especially, and actually look, well, looking like we could actually finish much, much higher. 
No, not at all. I mean, if, if you go back further to, to the middle of December when they lost at Arsenal, which was the last game in that, that nine-game spell where they, they didn't win a single game, you, you would have, you know, you've taken somebody's arm off for 17th place. You know, you, you wondered where the points were coming from and you were looking and thinking the West Brom game, you know, that's going to be a, a massive game. But even from that time, if you remember, Rafa was saying, keep calm, we'll get better. You know, he, he wanted to add in January, and by hook or by crook, he did. Um, but you know, the improvement has been has been fantastic, and it's an improvement in the whole team. You you probably can't say any of the eleven who started yesterday aren't better players than they were at the start of the season. Uh, and I think for me, the one the one player who actually has probably gone a little bit unnoticed is DeAndre Yedlin, who you know in the first half of the season was perhaps viewed a bit as a liability because he was the one player with pace in the team and people other teams exploited the space he left behind Watford in particular I remember all three goals came when he raced upfield and they just knocked the ball over the top of him and and you know and, and took Newcastle apart but I think he very quietly has just bedded in and become a much much improved player and he's not alone he's absolutely not alone in that respect yeah it's it's, it's little by little isn't it he 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 gets to uh, you know, he keep, he always talks about uh, Dummett. He always talks about Lascelles, and uh, you know the the and obviously you got Shelby as well. Um, I think when you look at when you look at Yedlin's a young boy, and he he got caught off. You know, in the second half he got caught out, didn't he, with a ball uh, that I think they they scored from right, wasn't it? I think when they scored, um, you know, it was a pretty good goal, wasn't it? I must be. I didn't That's expect correct. him to score it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was a tremendous finish. There's very few strikers would score that goal. Mm. It was interesting, wasn't it, the second half when you when you saw the same scenario, and I'm just so I think everybody was just so happy it went to a defender because if that had been Lacazette, he probably would have he would have done it again. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, I, 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 um. Aubameyang, I thought, had a very, very good mm-hmm. first half. And, you know, Newcastle fans know only too well about Aubameyang and, and Lacazette mm-hmm. because they were, they were two grim car chased for, for <laughs> several years and they were never going to come. I think they were just a bit too, uh, too far out of uh, Newcastle's price range and, and, mm-hmm. and are now significantly out of Newcastle's <laughs> price range. But, but no, you, you look at the quality in that Arsenal team and, OK, that was, it was half their strongest team but there are still some very very good players in uh, in there but you know the Newcastle's collective was just was just so so strong and it got stronger throughout the game they uh, they deserved to win it in the end for me oh yeah I think uh, you know obviously afterwards we, we hear from Arsene Wenger saying he couldn't believe that the game wasn't out of sight well he's watching he's watching the wrong game because they didn't have that many chances they, they were obviously they were comfortable um, you know in the first half but uh, I can't remember that many chances that they, you know, the, uh, I think there was one where Wilk, Willock was in um, yeah, on the left-hand side. Yeah, yeah. He, he should have scored and uh, Chambers, Chambers probably should have scored on that one that you're talking about. There's mm-hmm. another album here. Oh, no, it was Mustafi's header across when he slid in and put it wide. So for me, yeah, I, I think Arsenal could have been two or three up by half-time. But they weren't, and then mm-hmm. second half, I can remember Alex Iwobi having his shot, and that was that was about it. Um, they, sort, they sort of wilted away. I think the interesting thing was the substitutes, wasn't it? Because I must admit, it, it was a great time to bring on Slamani. 
Um, yeah. You know, I think uh, I think everybody was quite. I wouldn't say surprised, but normally you look at your watch and think, well, it's normally seventy minutes, seventy-five, and mm-hmm. he bring he brings him on. But um, when he came on, um, you know, everybody everybody in his granny been waiting for him to play, and you can mm-hmm. see why he's worth the money he's worth because, um, you know, I think that the second goal in particular to me, I, I know. Probably yesterday we've all we all saw the analysts <laughs> talking about the fact that, that the Arsenal players were were standing around, but mm. he had their number as soon as he came on. He did. No, I thought he played very well, and, and don't forget he, he he played a part in the goal against Huddersfield as well. You know, the, the keeper yeah. had had to come for that cross because if if he hadn't, Slimani was on it. So no, I think he's you know for all he's he's played a couple of cameo roles since he arrived. He's he's shown that that there is quality there and if you remember him at Sporting Lisbon he looked a, looked a fantastic player there and it's not quite worked from a Leicester so far but mm-hmm. there's, there's definitely quality there you, you get very few £29 million players who can't do a bit mm. I think that that's probably the, I think with, especially with the second goal um, you know when, when, he, when he headed that ball on with, with power and mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't quite understand what Perez is trying to do. I'm be interested to find out what he was trying to do there. If he if he did mean to to pass it on, but the force of the header from that distance, you know, went through him, didn't it, a little bit? And the the, the finish by uh, by by Richie and uh, his subsequent uh, nearly decapitating the the corner flag. You know, it was. I must admit, I I nearly. I nearly uh, shocked the showroom when I saw that one, but it was it was a sublime sublime finish, and that side of the goal of the way Slamani was going after them, they were wide wide open every single time. They mm. they generally were scared of the, the the pace coming down that area, wasn't it? I think they were because the game was becoming stretched there and Kennedy who I thought had his probably his quietest 45 minutes for the club in the first half really sort of picked up the baton in the second half and it, he'd had a couple of runs at them hadn't he and he uh, he hit the bar just just after that didn't he with a deflected shot yeah but, unlucky but, wasn't it yeah yeah so I think he and he and Slimani gave, gave them a bit of a bit of a run for the money down there in the last uh, 20 minutes or so yeah yeah I think with with Kennedy um, I think he's obviously hit the ground running for us with scoring goals as well. And um, I, I thought yesterday we, we needed a bit, uh, you know, he wasn't getting the ball as much as you want him to because, uh, he, 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 you know, he just looks a threat, doesn't he? He's got the nice touches. He, you know, he, he can go past people and you know, he got a few, few, few free kicks yesterday. But he's one of these people. It's nice, Damien, just to have three players who are hungry, who are hungry to play for Newcastle. Sorry, you mean the loan signings? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the loan signings. Yeah, you could say that about the whole squad, definitely. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think in fairness to Kennedy, he wasn't the only one in the first half. I mean, Arsenal's possession stats, I think overall, was something like mm-hmm. 72, 80, uh, 28, weren't they? So mm-hmm. Newcastle certainly in the first half didn't see a lot of the ball, so it was difficult for Kennedy to get into it. But uh, but no, he certainly made an impression uh, in the second half. And yes, I mean he's he's been very good. He has. He has made, you know, the, the Southampton game. He was outstanding. That 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 second goal, where they, where they go the length of the pitch, mm-hmm. I think, you know, just in in many respects, the perfect goal for this Rafa Benitez team because he had, I don't know, ten men behind the ball and and Dwight Gale running from his own six yard line mm-hmm. to put in a brilliant cross for Kennedy to score the second. And it's, you know, that that almost summed up the way Rafa wants to play this season. I think that's the thing going moving forward now. It, there's there's so many. 
subplots now going to that going to come because uh, you know with the the fact that um, the one thing I'll start with is that probably the first time I've seen Rafa go on the pitch, uh, obviously he came out last week with the players away and uh, got involved with the players there and you know humorously uh, <laughs> congratulating uh, Richie um, on his performance, but then telling them what he what he did wrong on the pitch, yeah, which is yeah, quite yeah. funny. Yeah. And then yesterday he he, he I, I think it was a. For him, it's it's been a very very it's been a tough season for him and the fans, and you could you could tell he, he it, it definitely um, as far as he's he's concerned that it, it's you know it's job done. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think that that was exactly the message that yeah it's it's job done. He's targeted that forty points, and he wasn't prepared mm. to accept last week that thirty eight was enough, and I think it probably mm. is or would have been rather. Yeah. Um, but no, and uh, do, do you know what? It's It's been very different, but it's not the first time that, that he's walked into a situation like that. You know, I think his first club, Extremadura, was, you know, mm. he, he took them up from the uh, the second division in Spain and, uh, you know, it, it was it was an effort to, to try to keep them up there. So he, he's... He has worked before with with teams that are being built from you know from a, a fairly well, low point is 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 unfair but you know teams that it was it was a team that was you know was always going to have to battle all the way to to stay in the Premier League and to do it with five games to spare quite frankly is a is astonishing and you know he, he said we asked him yesterday where it would rank in his achievements and he said you want me to say it's like winning the champions league in 2005 and he said but you know in in some ways it's it's different because winning the champions league is you know much fewer games and this is this is over you know 38 games and you know you're building a team and you've got young players who are gaining experience and and I think he's genuinely in, enjoyed the challenge of it but you're right it has been it has been hard work and particularly in that middle section of the season it was uh, it was very hard work yeah i think um you know again the, the good thing about him he doesn't just settle does he because you know the, if you look at the table it's like well you, you don't know do you that you know i think people you know when we're dreaming of you for football i don't think it's a good idea, really, with 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 um, you know what with you know the players we might get in, and you know having to start earlier the World Cup, the transfer window being uh, you know brought forward if you like uh, when it comes to the season. So I think uh, afterwards he he was quite um, uh, obvious. He was. You know, talking about well, okay, well we've done well, we've done this, we're we're really relieved to do it, but um, we're going to have to, you know, buy players um, because you know I think people are missing missing the point of all this. Yes, he says it. He's not. I don't. He's not being antagonistic. He just wants to, you know. I think in management, you put well, you you know this method me, but so many players, so many managers make. Signings, they think it's going to improve their team. Sometimes it doesn't work. He could have brought these three players in, and it might nothing might have happened. It might have just been, oh, you know, struggle, struggle, struggle. You got the last game of the season, but the fact that he's, you know, he, he the fact that he got the goalkeeper right, even though he did bring in that other goalkeeper from Anderlecht who mm-hmm. didn't do very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he knows the player, and, and you you can tell that if he has the chance, he'll bring in. Um, other players and look to keep the three loan signs if possible too. Yeah, well, I mean, I genuinely 
wasn't sure why he was looking for a goalkeeper in January. I've got to say, I didn't think he was a priority. But he's been proved absolutely correct because Dubravka has been excellent and you know has given them a, a really firm base. And that, that back five has looked as solid, if not more solid, than, than it has all season. And you can't argue with that decision. But I think Rafa himself would say, and I, I, I may be wrong on the, the, the number, but I'm pretty sure he says... If you get 80% of your signings right, you've done very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so all managers will make signings that don't work out. You look, you look at Tovan and Kabea, you know, yeah. who you know it didn't it didn't happen for them at Newcastle, but they've gone on and gone back to France and done brilliantly. Um, sometimes it's just wrong club, wrong time, um, mm. and you can sign a good player and it, it doesn't work out. Remember Veron at uh, Man United, yeah. you know, one yeah. of the best players in the world at that 98 World Cup, and then mm-hmm. just didn't happen for him over here. Um, so, yeah, um, I think, you know, Rafa's very studious with his scouting team at, at looking at targets. Matt mm-hmm. Sells didn't work out, you're right, that, that mm-hmm. just didn't yeah. work out. Grant Hanley didn't work out. Um, you know, Daryl Murphy was brought in to do a specific job and, you know, then, then let go afterwards. Um, but, yeah, I think when you get to the stage when you are spending money, which is what he wants them to do, he's quite happy to develop young players, but I think his point is that with those young players you need experience and quality, and with with the money you save by developing young players, you need to spend that on quality. Um, and I think that's what he will hope to do, and that will be the the nub of what happens over the next few months, whether he's, whether he's actually going to get the money that he wants to be able to, to, be able to do that. I think uh, when it come, obviously I know that Keith Bishop uh, went down to afterwards to to speak to Rafa, probably congratulate him or have said happy birthday type thing. Who knows with the shenanigans regarding the team, with the the things behind it. But um, I, th- I think you would you would over the last couple of weeks we, we've heard John Richardson, a, a regular on the show, when it comes to Newcastle, said that the talks have started again with the man Stavely regarding the academy. And um, you know, the, 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 obviously, we're looking for some kind of um, resolution to the, the long-standing issue because I think um, I personally would think, well, it's it's gone on for so long. You just want somebody to come in who you know prepared to you know just not give him what he wants because I don't think in business you can give him what he wants. Um, you know, with the with the TV deal not being as lucrative as, as probably what he thought. Um, I just think it, it would you know. The fact that the takeover talk did seem to manifest itself in the performances where it was going to happen, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's your take on that? Because this, this obviously, it's, it's been bubbling on for a while, but as soon as we hit 38 points again, it's 38 points, it came back into the fore. Well, yeah, it was, all, it was always going to, and that's going yeah. to rumble on until till something <laughs> happens or, or it doesn't, basically. Um, I think... He still does want to sell the club, but he doesn't have to sell the club. He doesn't need to sell the club, and I think that's the issue. I think the price that was talked about in January, I think, will no longer be the price now. I, I think you know, the club is worth significantly more than it was four or five months ago, um, and I, I think that... You know, talk of a, a deal for three hundred million. It would be my my guess that 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 might not make it now. Now, whether Amanda Staveley comes back in, I know George Colkin, who who mm-hmm. did a, a very good remember, interview remember with her, yeah. is convinced she will. Yeah. Um, remains to be seen. I think what you will find this time that if it happens, 
Um, You'll wake up one day and it's done. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't think it'll be played out in the media. Um, And, you know, I know people scoff about there being other interested parties. I think there are other interested parties. I don't think any of them are anywhere near as advanced as PCP were at that stage. Mm. But I think they become, because of what they've done in the last few months, they've become a more attractive proposition. Now, whether that prompts anyone to, to show the hand, you never know. Um, whether Mike Ashley is is rejuvenated by what he's seen, um, you know he might he might want to hang on to it a bit longer. I don't, uh, you know, I just don't know. I think the thing is though, if if nothing does happen and it, and it certainly needs resolving sooner rather than later, in one way or the other, uh, as you say, with the transfer deadline being three weeks earlier, um, if Mike Ashley remains in charge, I don't see them spending any more than the television money if all the television money um i just think that's the way it would be but you, you never know somebody may come in the, the royal family of somewhere may come in and hurl money at it as, uh, as has happened elsewhere but you never know talk about needing talk about needing money sunland what's, oh. what's what, i mean we probably have got enough time to talk about them but um yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's what's your take on them because you know, I must admit, I even when you get to the stage where a team needs to win, it needs to win now. It needs to win quickly. It needs to throw the kitchen sink. It needs to whatever you got to do to make it happen. Um, they just, for, you know, they didn't get the bump they expected with Coleman, who, even though he's saying the right thing, if some, something can't keep Chris Coleman, you, like they they've, they've got a. They've got a real problem because when they go down to League One, because they will go down to League One, it, it's it, you know that that you know it's 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 beyond them now. It's impossible. If they can't if they can't win against teams that are similarly down there as well. Um, but what's your thoughts on on him and the the, the negativity regarding them too? Well, I mean, I'm I'm probably one of the few people who who will be. Uh, listening to this tonight who, who would have any sympathy for them but I do feel genuinely <laughs> sorry for them because they're in a, a hell of a mess um, and and you know I mean Chris Coleman two years ago was the, the, the toast of Wales you know within 90 minutes mm-hmm. of the Euro 2016 finals and admittedly he had one world class player and a few very good ones in that world squad um, and it I was surprised when he took the job um, because he, he must have gone in, you know, with his eyes open because it it wasn't in a great state. Um, but it's it's just been horrendous. I mean, in mitigation, they've they've had horrible injury problems, um, but the the simple fact is they haven't been good enough. It sounds like, and I haven't, I've got to confess, I haven't seen them very often this season. It sounds like in the last few weeks they've pulled the fingers out a little bit and it, um, certainly on Saturday uh, from listening to um, Chris Kamara was it Chris Kamara at the game I'm trying to think yes it was yes yeah. it was uh, it sounded like they absolutely battered Reading but still managed not to win it which you've got the feel for them I suppose if they're, if they're pulling it out but it's, it is all too little too late and it's it's just very sad to to see a, a, a club you know that that has had some good times in recent years, be uh, find itself in in such a mess. Although I, I can imagine that there are certain Newcastle fans who uh, will not find it sad at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. Even, even last week there was 
you know, they had a game on, didn't they? There was a rumor, even a rumor not even substantiated by anybody, mm. to say that Newcastle Newcastle fans were going to pay money to go and watch something to shout or whatever they're going to do, shout at them and say how bad they are and everything. Which it wasn't even substantiated, and of course, Sunderland closed closed down the um, the turnstiles to pay mm. cash. You know, it it, it begs belief really that you know the fact that he. You know, he could have had an easy—I well, wouldn't say easier life—but you know, he, to me, he, he had he had the trust of everybody. Everybody liked him. He had big players wanting to, wanting to stay. And yes, I can understand the, the the fact that he wants to to go back into full-time management, but he's not very good at it. And I, and I think um, yes, he he had a he had a couple of wins here and there, didn't he? But and um, but when it comes to that league. Uh, his record is really bad. It's, I don't. I can't even remember if he's actually had a winning season. I think he's. I think at Fulham he was okay, but he's again he's one of these managers that you know they're, they're given a quite a, a great gig, and he did he did wonders for Wales. And you know, he, you, I even I watched him and I thought, oh great, you know, and they're not exactly the, the most. Uh, free scoring team, mm. but um, when you look at them, you think, well, okay, let's um, let let's see what you can do. And um, uh, do you think you'll stay, or do you think they'll? But again, it's a, if they they're desperate to take over aren't they as well, so well, everything's up in the air. Yeah, no, 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 it is absolutely. I mean, he's he's as you said, he's making all the right noises and says he wants to stay and 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 rebuild and and fair play to him if he does. By mm. the way. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, for, for for a manager who was at the the peak of his powers, or certainly the peak of his achievements two years ago, to to take it on the chin and say no, you know, I suppose I'd play my part in getting us relegated. I'm going to try and get us back up. That, that, that fair play to him if he does. Um, whether whether the club will decide that's sus- uh, sustainable remains to be seen. And I think you're right that the takeover situation makes you know is, is perhaps even more. It's perhaps even more urgent for, for them well it certainly is more urgent for them than it is for Newcastle um, because the you know the, I think what they spend a, a million pounds in the last two transfer windows or something and it you know we all know that that, that doesn't buy you a great deal these days um, and you know some of, some of the wages they've, that they're paying out are still mm-hmm. you know quite prohibitive for a, for, a, for a club that is in quite serious financial need um, so yes, I think it's 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 going to be a pivotal a pivotal summer for them. Um, unlike Mike Ashley, who who doesn't need to sell, I think he desperately wants wants to offload the club. Ellis Short mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you know again there are interested parties, but it's it's that old thing, isn't it? Until the the money's on the table, <laughs> um, you know that nobody's seen the colour of anybody's money yet. That's mm-hmm. that's the big issue, and and I think you know. There's talk that he'll, you know, he'll give it away for free, but that's, mm. that's a misnomer, really, because then you have to inherit the the debt, mm. and there's a significant debt there. Um, so you, you you're uh, you, you're not getting it for free by any manner of means, and then you have to have the money to turn it around, and it's mm. it's a, it's a big ask. Um, but the one thing you would say, all you know, all rivalries apart like Newcastle, they do have a massive fan base. And if somebody gets it moving in the, the right direction, 
you never know you never know what can happen it can turn around very quickly you know look what Roy Keane did I think when Roy mm. Keane took over and admittedly they, they were able to throw money at the issue mm. there but I think he took them from 19th to, to promotion to the mm. title in fact yeah, in, I remember, yeah. in, in the space of uh, whatever it was eight months. I think I think it hurts them because well especially this season they had Lewis Graben who's now yeah. firing the bullets for Aston yeah. Villa and he has to leave didn't he so you know it I did. I just I expected more from them in the transfer market. Even the fact that they've got no money. Well, you know, you've got that. You know, well, I want that player there, Darren Gibson, who nearly killed people on the road, and now they've got a Netflix special coming out. You know, <laughs> I, I, I can't believe they allow people to do a Netflix special. Uh, the way things are going, because that that will only be. You can't imagine that ever ends well when when you're on TV. No, they could have picked a better season. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for coming on, David. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much. It's appreciated. And You're we'll welcome. catch you some other time. Thanks very much. Hope Take care. Bye now. Cheers now. Thanks, David. Bye bye now. Well, that was a great uh, chat with Damien Spellman. Uh, as ever, a great uh, analyst on all things Newcastle and Sunderland. And I'm going to bring in my next guest this evening from Chris Parry, calling from the United States. A tremendous weekend for Newcastle United, uh, Chris. Yeah, it was a terrific performance. Uh, uh, thanks, Andrew, for having me on. As, as always, it was a terrific performance. It, I think I tweeted out afterward that you know, normally I'm just over the moon whenever mm. Newcastle beat you know a top five club, and I wasn't even. I mean, I was excited, I was happy, but I wasn't surprised. If you know what I mean, it's because mm. the, the 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 trend of this club, and we've been saying you know I've been saying this for months is going up. I mean, like when they went to Leicester, I I picked them to win. And they come home to Arsenal. I pick them to win. I think they're going to go win at Everton. I just, it's it, the 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 spirit and the organization and the drive and the work rate and just everything that you look and you look at a club and go, okay, the, that is the blueprint for success. It's firing on all cylinders right now for Newcastle United. And the one thing you can say, Andrew, too, knock on wood, is there hasn't really been any injuries to kind of throw any of that stuff off, any major injuries. So it's really full steam ahead. I mean, I could see Newcastle, uh, you know, challenging, you know, for even, you know, even the, the eighth spot, you know, the seventh spot. I, I don't know. It's, 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 there's quite a bit of a point gap, I think, to seventh. But uh, it's, it's just been a terrific season. It's been a great year. It's been a great 2018 to be a Newcastle United fan. Yeah, I think uh, when you look at the, you know the teams that played and how how obviously after the the transfer window uh, when we got those three players in, it just shows, doesn't it? When you you bring in three players of quality, yes, we've had to we've had to wait for Samani to get up and running, but as uh, Damien said, you know he made a difference when he came on and we got that um, that win against Huddersfield when he was he was he was quite tall. So, uh, you know, he made a difference then. And he comes on yesterday, changed the game, I thought, um, the way the way they were playing. But the first half, it was a bit disappointing. Even even, even though the, the perennial um, Mr. Perez uh, normally gets pelters, it was a sublime, sublime um, finish. But when you looked at Arsenal, Arsenal started quite well. Well, they did. And what they also showed is that when you have two you know, high-dollar, high-class, world-class strikers, if they work together, what happens? I think what's what's interesting in the premiership now is that you don't see 
strikers really working together very much. It's always this, it's, it's this four, you know, the three, two, one, and we're going to have the midfielders you know, the, the, and kind of a triangle. One thing about, you know, Barcelona is, my gosh, I mean, you had three of the best strikers in the world, and they were all working together, you know, with, with whenever it was Neymar, Suarez, and, uh, and Messi. So as soon as, soon as uh, Aubameyang and, and Lacazette showed you what true class is, but here's the cool thing is Newcastle bottled them up from that point forward, mm-hmm. except for Diame having one little slip that could have been disastrous. That was it. Uh, and, and we're talking, I mean, I think I heard the announcer say that Obama Yang's fee could have basically paid for almost the entire yeah. Newcastle club. You know, so it, 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 uh, it just shows what organization drive, work rate, uh, compassion, commitment can do. Uh, it, it's, and it's all, it's all down to Rafa Benitez. I think it's down to the supporters for staying with him through thick and thin. I mean, there were some lean months in, uh, you know, in November into December. But uh, you and I talked several times about how all it took, all it was going to take was a spark to get things turned around, and this club was going to go, and, and it did. It really did. The Manchester United win was the spark that changed everything. I mean, they really took off from that point forward. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Newcastle United has always been one of those teams that something, a spark has to happen. Something, I think, with the, the great thing about it is we've now got two sparks. You've got the manager who is driving us along like relentlessly, uh, telling the fans, you know, not to not to get comfortable, to enjoy it, but we but but he needs us, and you know, every, everything about Newcastle has been positive ever since uh, the news came out that you know the Amanda Amanda Stavely, uh issue had gone away for now, and um, we got in the three players. You know, the, the, there's always with Rafa, there's a cause and effect mentality with everything, isn't there? Yeah, it's it really it's really just been completely transformed. It just has. I mean, the 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 uncertainty of not knowing about takeovers and transfers, and and let's let's really give let's give Ralph Benitez credit because he wanted Kennedy in August, yeah. and and Chelsea kind of held him, held him, held him, mm-hmm. and they just kind of pulled him back at the last second. Well, he, I wonder what would have happened if they would have gotten Kennedy in August. If um, if they if things would have I mean you and know Abrams, right now could be yeah, could be going yeah. for Europe instead of just going to get out of the relegation zone because he does seem to be the perfect fit and what Rafa wants the guy's tracking back he's playing defense and I'll tell you right now uh, I'll tell you right now I uh, Matt Ritchie in the last couple in the last mm-hmm. month or so has really kicked his game up dramatically and of course I thought Diame and Shelby you know I think if you want to put you know player of the year. I think you could definitely put Diami down for me for player of yeah. the year. Yeah. He's been he went from being he went from being a guy that was that was cautious, not quite sure and and getting beat to a guy that just has been fantastic. I mean, that challenge he made in the box yesterday mm-hmm. when Lacazette was ready to tee it up, that, that that's just that's that's what you need. If he doesn't make that challenge Lacazette Lacazette, you know, Lacazette scores. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was and he and he didn't even he didn't hesitate and he he put the, he put his foot perfectly. There was no slide tackle and taking the guy out in the box. You know, it was it was just uh it's just it's just good football to watch Newcastle right now. I mean, the passing, the movement. Yeah, I don't want to. I mean, yeah. So what if Arsenal had so much possession? They didn't do very much with it. But I'll tell you one thing though. I, I wasn't. That was an entertaining game. That was a very entertaining match. Even yeah. though there was only about four you know four or five shots on goal at no time. 
was I kind of sitting there going, golly, I'm, you know, this is like watching paint dry because mm-hmm. it was a strategy between two, between, you know, two, uh, two really two clubs that were going for it, but yet their defenses were kind of holding the other team at bay. I do think that uh, Iose Perez's touch cost him so many chances to score more goals than he already mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times was the ball just put perfectly to him by Shelby? And then you know, the fact that he can't beat the one guy in front of him or yeah. he loses his touch. But at the same time, he's the one who's been setting some, you know, setting stuff up. I mean, he, you know, he set up Shelby in the last victory. He took, he set, he set up Richie. You know, it's uh, for, you know, for this, you know, for this victory. So it, you got to take the good with the bad. I just wish sometimes he he took advantage of all those great passes he receives. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, Andrew. It's it's just been fantastic to be a Newcastle United fan in 2018. I mean, we're in dreamland right now because not because we're safe. That's great that Newcastle United's safe. It's how they're doing it. They're not getting lucky. I mean, they're beating teams. They deserve to win. You don't see coaches coming at press conferences going on. Newcastle got lucky. They got a penalty, and that's how they beat us. I mean, no one's giving anything to Newcastle United, and yet they're going out there and getting the job done every single week and it's been fantastic to watch yeah exactly i think uh when the match was you know uh, obviously people all week i think lee and yourself were talking about uh, the players who would start the game and we're obviously very interested and very we want you know you want to see slamani play uh but it was not there's no surprise it was a unchanged team because you know we we want to we get one game a week now i think the only thing i found interesting that marino wasn't in the squad and I can't remember if there's another player uh, also wasn't in there. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, Atsu. Christian Atsu wasn't in the team. Uh, so, and you know, I, I understand with Marino, I think they're obviously managing an injury there. But um, Atsu maybe didn't do enough when he came in against Leicester, even though we won. Yeah, and, I mean, we have a phrase in, in the South, uh, if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, it, and it's not broken right now. Why would you want to change a winning formula? It may not be the names, may not jump out at you on the team sheet if you're not a Newcastle United fan from an opponent's standpoint, but so what? Those guys that you've never heard of before are about to, are about to outwork you, they're about to outclass you, and they're going to beat you. You know, so to me, I, I love it. I, I heard a, I was watching something, some Arsenal TV fan or someone tweeted something about this guy, and this guy said something like, uh, you know, with all due respect, I've never heard of the, I've never heard of the two strikers, you know, for you know for Newcastle United, and yet they beat us. And I'm going, that's exactly that's the Rafa Benitez effect. He's taking guys and he's brought them to a new level. And the thing is, though, there has to be investment from this point forward because you only can do that for so long. You know, this was a very special year in keeping Newcastle up, and now you have to kick forward, which means you have to invest. Now, if investing means signing Kennedy and Slimani, then okay, <laughs> I'll do that. that. That solves that problem. And then maybe you'll bring in a couple, you'll bring in a couple more guys because Andrew, I've said, how awesome was that? How awesome was that two or three minutes against Leicester mm-hmm. with yeah. the tackles were just flying yeah. in? And yeah. I thought, and I thought against Arsenal, there was a couple times when it looked like Arsenal was about to come in. They were about to tie the game, and I think uh, you know, they're lining one up, and a Newcastle player's diving in front of it and blocking the shot, and they're all working together. Uh, it was just, it, it, it's. I don't know. I, mean, I don't even know what else you can say except mm-hmm. it's just so much fun to be a, to watch Newcastle United on for me on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. I think the, the, the 
it must be the, it was so nice to watch when he when he did come on that Samani definitely added and made life very uncomfortable for the Arsenal defence every time down that side he caused them problems and oh yeah he's the, a different player he's like he definitely he's a gives you so you much know, Gale, more Gale's more speed yeah Gale's speed and he's just power and whatnot I think he's everything that that Newcastle expected from Mitrovic and never got yeah, you know, Mitrovic yeah, seems to, with his, with his temperament, yeah. he doesn't seem to be able he doesn't seem to be able to to do that. Whereas he's they're getting that from Slimani without without him, you know, without the temperament. Yes, he kicked the ball into the stands. I thought that was hilarious. You got to get the yellow card, <laughs> but uh, but I mean, uh, it, uh, I just I'm telling you, I think that they're going to go. I think that they're going to. I think they're going to go, and Everton's next. I, I don't see who do you see beating this team right now at this on this form. I think because whenever, it, whenever you're you think you can actually. I think because he's going to, he'll definitely change the team. I think because we are, we are safe. But against Everton, because Everton are on such a downer, it would be great to go there and turn them over. Because you know they they came to our place and turned us over when we would, you know, we we believe we should have we should do far far better than what we did at that time because we were losing a lot of games, but. Um, you know they've they, they've come to us a couple of times and we've we've we've, we've given we've given into them t- too easy and plus you got Sam Allardyce thinking he's you know the, the biggest thing since sliced since sliced bread but you know and he's on a he's on a major downer so it wouldn't take much for that club to to really get uh, get on their team uh, because they're they, they're infuriated by, with with the, with where, what they're watching currently so it would be great it's a Monday night football and so it it'll be it'll be prime time. It'll be. I just think uh, the way Newcastle are playing with, with the different options now, I think that's going to be key. But it, it would be good. To, I, I actually thought it was nice that he brought back Murphy, Jacob Murphy, into the team, even though for a few minutes, because you know we we, we with the right, as you said, with the right development, you know, off the bench or wherever it may be, changing team. Um, three or four players in, in one week and three or four players the next week whatever he he wants deems necessary um, I think Mike Ashley you know he got very very lucky I think he might, he, he clearly thought well I've, I've got one of the best managers in Europe uh, in the world um, and I, I'll probably get away with it but that's the thing isn't it it's, when you've got somebody that really hasn't got the best of intentions investment wise for the team, um, I'll be very surprised if we, unless it's investment, um, get paying that money because it's going to take a lot of money to bring Slamani in. Uh, Tabrafka has already arranged his 4.2 million, um, and he's desperate to stay. You've got Kennedy, who's creating waves now in Europe. A lot of teams are coming in for him, so there there is job, there is work to be done, but. Um, I think we have to strike and strike soon. And even afterwards, you know, Rafa was saying, "Listen, uh, yes, I would like to be here for extended length of time, but but you know, at the back of your mind, well, it's it's all well and good, Newcastle fans wanting this, that, and the other, but you know, you're never going to get it with him. It's it's impossible." And I tweeted out yesterday, "He can't and he won't." No, nah, he. Um, well, the thing is, if he if he sells now, he's going to make one heck of a profit and you have to I, I guess we have to give Mike Ashley credit if he does sell now for holding 
for holding and not taking the low ball offer that that Stavely gave him as far as he was concerned. It was a low ball offer. Um, this club is worth every penny. Yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna it's an established Premiership side now that's going to be getting TV money. That's going to be getting you know big time broadcast that has massive marketing mat- uh, potential all over the you know, all over the globe. Uh, I'm not sure you know where now that Newcastle's a Premiership side, they can start work they can start working towards what they're going to do you know, for a summer tour or whatnot, if they're going to come to the States or if they're going to go wherever they're going to go. Mm-hmm. It's, there's so many avenues for revenue that, are, that, that Newcastle United, uh, you know, present now, which tells me that, you know, I think he's, he's definitely going to, he's going to sell, but he now is going to get the money that he thought he should have got to begin with. And if Stavely's smart, I would come get it now because the price is just going to keep going up. I think uh, a lot of people are talking about this 350. Sorry, I think people always talk about this 350, but he was never going to get 350. And and I think you know, is Newcastle United worth 350 million? It's not. I think the fact that she's done the due diligence and she's she's checked, she's put in a figure which I thought was low anyway. But the fact that the relegation's now being effectively taken out of it, you're right. I think she needs to come in. She needs to come in quickly because. You know, this is the guy. This is the guy that that doesn't like to wait around. He he's thinking the next step. He's thinking maybe next five years ahead, next ten years ahead. He, he, he you know, the, the, the academy. Every player that come in the academy, even the Paul Dummett was when mentioned, or they're automatically thought as being rubbish. And that's the one thing I forgot to mention is Newcastle being linked with uh, two players from Sunderland, uh, who I've seen, but who I've I've seen them play a couple a couple of them play, but. Uh, and I'll bring in my next guest this evening, and that's uh, Lee Johnson. Good evening, Lee. How are you? Very good. Um, so tell me, obviously, me and uh, Chris and Damien were talking earlier uh, about Newcastle and the, the, the result yesterday and the, the ramifications of that. Um, what was your take on it yesterday? Uh, I know that yourself were, were thinking, well, it would be nice to bring in Slamani, play your strongest team, but it, it worked out, and we, we got a performance from Gail. Uh, Shelby and the, the and the rest of the team. It was it was a great day for everybody. But uh, the next step is the most important step of all. Oh, still absolutely buzzing off yesterday. Well, fantastic again. <laughs> absolutely fantastic again. The atmosphere was absolutely lifting yesterday, especially when that second goal went in. And then a fun time. Honestly, it's just a joy to be there at the moment. Just a fight and tooth and nail for everything. It was so well organised, so well disciplined. When nobody's mugs, everything about them, it's just great to watch. And it's just, it's just basically because the conductor on the touchline, him and his staff, um, what he's getting out of this group of players is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, at one point behind the likes of Everton, who spent $200 million alone this season, man. Imagine if Manuel Benitez had been given $200 million to spend this season. He literally had to, he literally had to beg and push and pull Mike Ashley to do those three deals in January. And, you know... He's been proven right. It's just he just added a little bit more quality, which was needed. And um, you know, Flamani himself um, always made two cameo appearances: fifteen minutes here and twenty minutes there. Fifteen minutes against Huddersfield, he causes the confusion to set up to make the winning goal. And then yesterday, he, that was right in front of me. I mean, he tanked that header. He literally tanked mm. it as a pass to get it fifteen yards towards Matt Ritchie. And I have to say, I know I like the cut of his jib. He's, he's, mm. he's strong, he's big, he's, he's mm. mobile as well. He can shift. And, you know, he's a £30 million centre forward at the end of the day. And mm. I even said to you guys on the, when I was on here last week, 
you put a 30, you, regardless of adding players, right, you add a £30 million centre forward in Newcastle's current squad, that's including the loan lads. We are above Burnley. I'm telling you now, mm. we are probably above Burnley and challenging maybe Arsenal for sixth place, in my view. Without mm. well organised, without well disciplined, there's nothing, there's nothing, un, there's nothing to fluke about what we're doing. It's all about the, and, well, we've got a world class manager. He's world class. He's absolutely world class. His attention to detail, second to none. And when everyone was losing, sorry, elsewhere, when everyone was losing their shit in December, he wasn't. He was cool. He was calm. He was. He's been working on things. I think he was worried though, Lee, because I think we're all worried in December. I don't know um, if he was Andrew. He when, he when he was getting interviewed, he was always cool and calm. He always continued to remain, remain cool and calm. You know, he, he clearly... And you've got to bear in mind, when we were losing football matches, we actually weren't losing football matches badly. We were actually playing okay. That was a big thing for me. I was thinking, it'll turn, it'll turn, it'll turn. We're playing well, it'll turn, it'll turn. We're playing well, it'll turn. We were playing well, we were creating chances, we were missing chances, and that was annoying. Um, and, I, and I was walking out of St. James's Park thinking, Christ... We should have been three or four nil up in a lot of games at half time. Probably the lowest step was when I come out against Burnley. I was thinking when Burnley equalised in the 84th minute, I was like, I can't believe that. I actually can't believe that. We have battered them. They're seventh in the league. We battered them. We should have been three or four nil up at half time. And all it's all it's the fans. And the big thing is the fans have remained with the manager. 99% of the fan base have remained with the manager. You get you one idiot say Rafa Raoult, who basically don't have a clue who deserved the likes of Alan Pardew. Mm. But we. Uh, like, like I pointed out, when everyone was um, was strengthening the team in January, everyone was like breaking their transfer record, and we pushed through three loan deals. Rafa Benitez, to us, is our one hundred million pound footballer. He is that important to this club. He's that important. He's just unreal, and you know, he he'll be in high demand, man. What he's doing, he is just ridiculous. Yeah, I was going to say, he makes a good point, uh, Chris, doesn't he, Lee? But I think um, be- because of the talk has always been if he was you know, going to get this contract and um, you know, Mike Ashley uh, should look to, to sign him up. Uh, what do you think, Chris? I don't think, this, I don't think Rafa Benitez has any intention of signing a deal with Mike Ashley. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, I think that I don't want to start thinking negative when everything is going so positive right yeah. now. It's uh, it, it, I think all that stuff is gonna is gonna work itself out. If it doesn't work itself out, us Newcastle fans are gonna not the fans are gonna stick with the club no matter what. I mean, I just hope it's with uh, Rafa Benitez going forward. But you know, Slimani, I mean, if there's somehow that they could keep Slimani, mm-hmm. Kennedy, Dubrovka. And maybe bring in a couple more players. That's all Newcastle, I think, need to challenge for Europe. I mean it. As long as, as long as, as long as they keep bringing guys through the ranks and uh, and developing, and maybe get some young players and bring you know, and that way, and maybe have them debut. The one thing, though, guys, that's really the Newcastle have got to. I know that they've talked about, but they really need to take advantage of is they need to start doing something in the cups. Because the cups is a way, our cups are a way to you know go to Europe too. And it seems like Newcastle forever has not been able to do anything in those darn cup, you know cup competitions. I don't know, man. I mean, to me, I'm just so happy with how Newcastle, like Lee said, I'm just so happy with how Newcastle's playing right now that I don't want to think about anything negative or anything about Rafa leaving or whatnot. I mean, it's I just want to enjoy this. We have waited years mm. to be feeling this good about our club. I mean, years. 
it's taken to, I mean, even even whenever Pardue, you know, even when Pardue, whenever, you know, they were up in the top, you know, top five, six, remember what happened against Everton at the end of the season when they got completely trounced, you know, and they mm-hmm. had a chance? I just don't see something like that happening with, with Rafa. I just don't. I don't think he's going to he, – the team is always going to be prepared, always going to be ready to go, always going to mm-hmm. be firing regardless. And it's just – it's happy days. It's happy days on time side, fellas. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, Lee. When you said a hundred million player, I think um, with with Rafa, uh, because he because he's the whole the whole structure of Newcastle, because he gets it and he, he and he he actually forces us, doesn't he? He's, he's like, okay, everybody go out, everybody go to the game, just enjoy the sunshine. It's gonna be a nice day. But no, no, he's telling us, listen, I need you. I want you to make yep. noise. I want you to fight for it. We're going to fight for it. We're going to give you exactly. And that banner that was put out. That was dumb. I actually like that. You want to seriously be called that? Because that's. No point. Yeah, you tell him, Lee. You can disclose that one. We're currently on the cock of the North. There's no one in the North East that can touch us at the minute. Well, I'd rather be I'd rather be the the talk of England. Just all that was all that was was probably just a dig at our lovely Logan rivals down the road. Don't worry about that, Chris. Man, it's just a bit fun. Am I making cry in the sleep or whatever? Because no, no, no. It's fine. It's uh, I'm just like that word. Yeah, that word means something different. And there is no, there is no, there is no positive. Positive vibe whenever you're called that. Cock of the North isn't meaning penis, by the way. It's a totally different meaning. <laughs> okay, got you. Because, I mean, even oh, you can I, tell you can tell people in the States were like, what the heck is that? I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they got a bunch of dudes with shirts off, and they're going crazy. It's Newcastle, you know. I, I love the club. I love the fans. Great what's going on in the minute. It's just fantastic. It's like, but you just like, like I said, I, all I just do is I, I'm always – Rafa Benitez is pushing to make us better on him, you know, if he mm-hmm. if he keeps us up this way, he keeps us up this season, he's kept us up this season, and if Newcastle go on and finish that year within the top ten, or currently where we're sitting, he'll want to improve us next season, there's no doubt about that. He'll be planning, he's one of the managers who looks ahead, but he's gonna need money and if it's if it's Mike Ashley's ownership next season, Mike Ashley is literally gonna have to sign off things in blood because yeah, yeah, he's literally exactly. he's, yeah. he's went back he's went back on three uh, promises and three transfer windows as far as I'm concerned and this this manager is going to be in high demand man I mean half the half the half the London hacks were linking um, linking them with Arsenal West, yeah, yeah I saw that yeah I was reading them all of them were saying the same thing imagine if Rafa Benitez was at Arsenal and he could sort the defence out and have the attacking players well, Rafa Benitez is quite comfortable here. I think he actually yeah. feels that he can build something magnificent mm-hmm. here if okay. he's just allowed, if Mike Ashley just lets, lets loose. Mike Ashley could make an absolute fortune mm-hmm. out of Newcastle here. That's exact, that is exactly what I said. I was like, the, the, and that's what I don't understand, guys. That's what I, I don't mean. understand about Amanda Stavely not putting up the money and getting this done because yeah. the amount of money marketing, mm-hmm. I mean, just... It, it, the, it, you could make a fortune right now with Chris, Newcastle United. Chris, three hundred million for this particular club with everything that could, that, that's currently in place, the fan base, the manager is a snip. That's a, what I think. I, I know Andrew. Andrew thinks it's Andrew thinks he doesn't. Uh, he was talking about he thinks that's high. I think that's a steal. Well, no, I, 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 thought, I thought 250 was low, but I did think 300 would do the deal. I, I don't think it's. 
you know, you, all you can say, well, look, you, you do the due diligence of the club and you get all the information. I, I think because of what they've got and what all the deals that he's done and all the things that he shouldn't have done, they they they, they valued it the right way. I, but I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gone at two fifty. I was stunned to be honest with you when, when it was two fifty. You think about it, well, for your three hundred million, right? You buy the club, you get Rafa Benitez with the club, you yeah. get the fan base who are all on side, right? Mm. The TV deal, you've nearly got you've nearly got half that money back invested straight away when it kicks in. As yeah. well as the big thing in Newcastle at this particular moment in time, not many not many not many of the fans buy as much merchandise as they used to. Yeah, I don't. Because yeah. basically, you took the piss out of us. So straight yeah. away, yeah. that that goes out the window. The club mm. shops will be absolutely vibrant. You can't walk. You couldn't when Kevin Keegan was here. You, you literally couldn't walk around the streets without seeing someone with a Newcastle badge on them. So if you, you invest in your castle correctly and try to move it forward, I know it's an absolute goldmine. And I think for 300 million, I think for 300 million in today's markets, given what the, the potential of this club, I think you would make that back it, pretty much overnight. Imagine, imagine, right? Imagine if the club goes out and let's say it breaks their transfer window, their record straight away under Amanda Staley, they buy a 30 to 40 to 50 million centre forwards. That alone selling shirts. Mm. Remember when Alan Shearer come here and the wall stand outside the Gallagher? I was there, right? Yeah. Imagine how much you make off shirts straight away. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Not only that, guys, what, happen, what happens if they increase the, I think if they increase the capacity of St. James's Park by another 25,000, make it one of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest venues in all of, in all of Europe, uh, it will still sell out. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. If you're not, Andrew, Andrew, I'll tell you what, if you knock Newcastle up to 65, 70, if the product's there, they will come. I think if you... Oh, my gosh, that gives me more chance. That gives me more seats to try to buy when I come see them. At the end of the day, Newcastle are right for picking at the minute. We're going to take all Southern fans away from them as well. I'm a Southern kid. All of a sudden, the kids are not going to go and watch that rubbish. They don't want to come and watch a Premier League football side. Even the lads down in Middlesbrough might want to come up and watch a few games. We could literally just have, a, we could just have one massive fan base in the whole of the North East. Yeah, I think when it, when it comes to... I must admit, I do believe this week... Is a great is a great time to for whoever's interested. I, I must say I've only I've only ever heard of one person that's my. I keep on hearing that other people are linked, but until you until you hear a name, you don't you don't even know if there's interest there or whatever. But I think um, the strike by lines or, but the, I I do think it's a it's a false prophecy that people are asking Mike Ashley to to give him a contract. I, he won't. I would be absolutely staggered if he signed it. The only well, reason you sign it is if, if, if he knows something's happening behind the scenes. We on, we on silly, Andrew. We on silly, Andrew. Uh, no Newcastle fan currently expects Rafa Benitez to sign the contract. Mm, nobody, yeah. Without, without, without clear indication that Mike Ashley is, will be, if he's the owner next season, true to his word, because he hasn't been in three transfer windows. He's basically took the piss. And he, and he could be sitting. He could be sitting, and he's and he could be sit, sit, sitting in Snake Rock at this moment in time, planning, going, "Well, it's great, isn't it? I've spent no money, but Rafa's got his intent. This is unbelievable. This, and that yeah. is my concern about Mike Ashley because he might look at it and go, "Well, I don't really need to spend a lot of money." Look away. Well, the thing is, us. on the other side, on the other side of that coin, it's like, okay, if if he knows. I think I think until it happens, we don't know, do we? It's a lot of things to happen, but that five million get-out clause that would free him from Newcastle contract—that to me should loom large 
in that boardroom of one because right. it, it could easily happen uh, even though he, even though he, obviously he clearly wants New, to make Newcastle a real big force it's quite obvious because you know the, the under 23s at the academy it looks like it's going to be a massive overhaul there you can't do one you can't do one without the other so um, I think um, he, imagine he, imagine Andrew paying 5 million to get Rafa Benitez we paid 5 million yeah. for Jocelyn <laughs> yeah, I'm, true, I'm not, that's a good I'm point. Not, yeah. Like yeah. But imagine getting somebody with Rafa's knowledge to come into your club and start to build a club for five million pounds. That is yeah. I've got to bring in my final caller this evening, and that's John, uh, who's been on his travels to Italy. I've saw. Good evening to you, John. You must be over the moon and far away, and hoping that. Uh, uh, Rafa Benitez stays Newcastle manager and we can uh, kick on next season but what a tremendous performance yesterday and uh, you know it it was sunny in Newcastle which is a first for a while (laughs) Good evening lads how are we doing? Yeah we just got off the plane and I'm just going to be car hands loose so and um, I just thought I'm going to come in and just going to chat to you guys so so I don't want to miss my fun what a week what a week we always love chatting to you we always love chatting with you John (laughs) (laughs) so that's been fantastic what a weekend I mean great win we are safe in the Premier League I knew that Rafa turned us around like you know and um, he's getting his team play like Warriors sort of thing as well and uh, which when go behind I always knew that was going to come back because you've got that fight in the team I thought Shelby and Diami yet again played fantastic. I thought Dummett played really well. I thought um, Perez, who I'll be having a go at at <laughs> time. I can't go on now because he's not taught this idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, I'm glad that he stepped up sort of thing. Now, his place is secure now. And he's got to be in that team. He's going to stop it every time. But another three points, we are still fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, when it when it comes to the, the Samani, I think I know Lee and uh, Chris were, were very eager for Samani to to start the game. I think the great thing now what what's happened the last couple, last four weeks is that you probably will see a shift in how the team um, is played. I think you'll probably see Slimani starting. I don't think he'll start against Everton. Actually, I think their pitch could be more suited to to Gale and. He'll, he'll probably bring him on again like he, like he has but um, I think Gale's done nothing wrong uh, but I, I think the commentator said he, he should think himself a bit unlucky but uh, you know you've got, to, you've got to bring on somebody to change the game and boy did Slavani change the game if he, no it was well it was it was fantastic I mean it was fantastic he was, he was I mean the guys we've been talking about him forever but uh mm-hmm. Right now, guys, it's it's a complete team effort. I mean, if you guys saw that diagram of both goals, the amount of passing that took place in Newcastle United, almost every single player touched the ball on that first goal. I mean, that's what it's all about. That's Rafa Benitez football, and uh, and it's great, guys. I hate to I hate to cut you guys short, but uh, okay. but uh, I've got to get after it. It's okay. it's after lunch, <laughs> but uh, I always love talking to you. And here's here's the three Thanks, points. Chris. They're going to beat Everton two 0 gentlemen. I'm, go- <laughs> I'm, go- I'm I'm going to Woodison on uh, Monday. <laughs> Are you going down there? Nice. I am. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> we'll catch Thanks, you next buddy. week, John. Andrew, always a pleasure, guys. See. Take care, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, bye bye.
Cheers. So, so tell me, uh, 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 Lee, are you going to the match on uh, Monday? Yeah, I, or? Mean, I, I am. I bought my tickets obviously before the change did, and I'm just yeah. going to have to pull the. I'm just going to pull the bed. I'll just go at two o'clock and see if they're done. Disappointment. <laughs> so, are you going? Are you going to go down there as well, John? I'm afraid not, mate. No, because um, I'll be working. I'm not going to get the time off, so I'd love to go. But um, I still think you're going to be the way we play at the minute. I'm going to get some of Goodison anyway. So yeah, I mean, um, I mean that's Sam Allardyce. Um, you know, I've got a few Everton followers sort of thing as well, and it's been telling us how I'm happy to have with Sam Allardyce sort of thing. They want to imagine on the summer sort of thing, and um, you know, but um, it is. Um, because they deserve a good manager at that club because they are a good club and um, it just says on better. Yeah, I was good. What's happening in Everton is fantastic with him because he's, uh, he's, massive, he's massively, massively overrated. I mean, his inflated ego has no boundaries. I mean, he, he's picked up probably the best squad of players he's ever, he's ever probably had at his disposal in, 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 in essence of being crap. He's mm. being rubbish. <laughs> You know, he should have got them well, well above the likes of Burnley and things like that, but he hasn't. And when I've seen him getting embarrassed and interviewed on Saturday, talking about well, I, well, I came here and I've, I've set out what I, what I really, what I came here to do. You didn't, man. He's, mm. a, he's, 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 a, he's a proper shyster, man. I mean, if we finished above, if we finished above them, I would absolutely laugh my back off. <laughs> The man's ego has no boundaries. I just think, I just think it would be absolutely wonderful if we could finish above them because I, I, I actually, for some strange reason, have had some engagement with Everton fans, and honestly, they just remind me of Matthews. To be honest with you. Well, you can clearly, you can just clearly tell they're jealous of their far superior uh, neighbours. Mm. I think when it comes to when it comes to Everton. Everton, they're in a bad spot too because, you know, they clearly wanted Marco Silva uh, to come in even when they brought in um, uh, Sam Allardyce. Uh, they wanted to, to jump ship quickly on him, but, but it's, it's going to be... It's, it's, to me, it's going to be interesting because you can, I've, I've already heard that he's, uh, Sam's making plans for next season about where they're going to go for pre-season and what players they should get rid of some of the players bringing in so I don't think Everton will want to turn around and go listen we want to sack him but we it, it, it looks it looks bad on them as a, as a club if they sack him it'll probably be one of their mutual decisions but them bringing in a, another manager you know Newcastle next week you know that's a big big game where we could really you know I thought I thought Leicester was a supreme performance but you can imagine us damaging them on Monday 
and uh, you know scoring a few goals in the process, uh, John, couldn't you? I could absolutely. I mean, the fact is, right? I mean, um, I think if you look at the squad, pound for pound, right? Mm. I think we've got a better squad for them at the minute. I think we do. But I think I think we go there and just um, we should we should go there and North Korea, go there, express ourselves, right? Just play with a bit of freedom, right? Just go and enjoy it. Ah, I'm doing this week, you know. But I think Everton, I think, as far as I'm concerned, I think they're just on their holidays, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, look, they've got, they have got some good players. They've got players like, um, like uh, what's his name, and Claston there, hasn't even played. Yeah, Danny Claston, yeah. That's their lad who's on the... You've got um, Nigerson as well. I think he's, he's the injured still. I think he's out injured. He's out for the season, isn't he? Yeah. He's out for the season. And you've got um, the keeper called Pickford as well. He's a fantastic keeper. Him. He's too, to be honest with you, with Pickford, I think he's too big for Everton, man. I think he's too good for Everton football. He's a little, he's a little, he's a little rat. <laughs> <laughs> so give me a scoreline uh, score for, for uh, Monday, uh, John. Um, I'm going to be confident, and I can see us beating Edmonton by, I'd say, 2-0. Two, two two what about you, Lee? Um, I, I, I totally agree with John. We've got nothing to fear. You know, we, we have actually achieved our objective. Rafa and the, the, the captain in particular will not let these players rest until we fight for every single point that's left available on the board. So... If we can get Everton 1-0 down, Andrew, I think we'll go yeah. win the game 2-1 because I think they'll actually turn on our dice and that. And to be honest with you, I would love to see that. I want to stand and watch them turn on that. Tip will heat because he gets on my wick me like I'm not. Uh, <laughs> he gets me. Uh, yeah. so, we, should, we should be confident. We've got nothing to fear. At the end of the day, they're, they're the ones under pressure because they are massively, massively underperforming this season. Yeah, it's going to be going to be very interesting to see. But you know, it's been a great weekend. Let's hope that the uh, the talk gets back to the club, and we we get we get somebody that can take it over, and at least uh, we can you know make. That's the problem right now. We we need to make moves for players that we currently have. Uh, it would be wonderful to get all three. Uh, but let's it's it's positive. I I think we we should we should win against Everton on Monday. It'll be a terrific. I think it'll be a terrific game and a pretty open game too. So thanks so much, Lee, and thanks so much, uh, John, for coming on the show. We'll catch you next week. Okay, thanks a lot. Cheers, lads. Take care. Bye bye.
Thanks everybody for listening to Toon Talk this, this evening's main guest this evening was Damien Spellman and also my other guests uh, who are on regularly the show. If you want to listen back to the show just go to www.toontalk.co.uk or go to iTunes and just type in Toon Talk if you want to listen back to the show at your convenience on all things Newcastle United and a little bit of Sunderland and what a great weekend for Newcastle. We win 2-1, we're safe from relegation. Now, let's get this club taken over and over